Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Since the beginning of time, we've turned to nature to find plants and roots and fungi to calm us or pep us, help us perform better, or take us out of our body and minds to some other dimension. It's an age-old tradition that continues to the present day and has given us foods, beverages, remedies, supplements, and drugs around which entire industries have been built. Randy Meyer makes his living in one of those industries, the medical marijuana specifically. Randy is a pharmacist and the owner of Capital Wellness Solutions. You may remember we had Randy on this show back in 2018 when the state's medical marijuana industry was just getting started and Randy was the sole licensed pharmacist in the state able to dispense medical marijuana. Today, Capital Wellness Solutions is one of 10 licensed pharmacies, and state lawmakers in 22 passed several measures to grow the size of the industry by allowing more licenses and more types of legal marijuana to be sold. Randy has been a licensed pharmacist in Baton Rouge for a decade and already had a niche in specialty drugs before he decided to try selling medical marijuana. And Randy, thank you so much for joining me today and for bringing us up to speed on what's been going on in your very interesting business sector. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for that great introduction. With me and Randy today at the table is Rachel Jackson, who also has a niche in Baton Rouge selling a plant-based product with what some might consider healing properties. We're talking about tea, and Rachel's business is called Adornleaf Tea, which blends handmade organic herbal teas with inspired names like Goddess in Repose, Early Rise, and Mullet Over. Rachel was a visitor services coordinator at the Louisiana Arts and Sciences Museum when she decided in 2018 to pursue her passion for tea by starting her own business that sells it. That business opened in 2019. Rachel sources the leaves, then blends them by hand and packages them to sell. Rachel is a native of Monroe, where she first learned to love tea. She's been in Baton Rouge since 2012. And Rachel, thank you so much for being here today on Out to Lunch and for bringing your very excellent herbal tea, which I am enjoying. Thank you for having me. Well, Randy, I remember it was slow going getting this whole new business, this whole new industry licensed in Louisiana. Um, And give us an overview of where things are now in terms of the medical marijuana industry in Louisiana. Absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. So the program has evolved a lot since our last meeting, which is great. That that seems just like yesterday, though, that we were sitting here. Can't believe it was uh, 2018. At that point, um, we had opened the first pharmacy in the state. There were non-licenses awarded. We were fortunate enough to open first. And it was several years that we were in this growth mode. It was uh, very few patients entering the program initially. And then the program has just improved each year. We've went through several phases where it was limited diagnoses at first, then we expanded the diagnoses. 
then it went to any condition that the physician felt uh, was debilitating for the patient. So that opened it up considerably. We were able to remove a lot of the roadblocks that were on the doctors to be able to join the program and see patients. And then um, last year, January of 22, um, medical marijuana flower was released, which in the industry, that is a big deal. Whenever a state releases that and approves that, it's huge. We released so it. So tell us what this means. Medical marijuana flower yes, was approved. So basically, we, we approved that about two years ago, but it did not go into effect and was not available to patients until January of 22. And what that means, you actually have the raw crude bud that a patient could buy and inhale. The program for the longest did not have that form. And about 60% of the patients, I would say nationally, want to utilize that form of the medication. The reason for that is because it's the quickest onset. Mm -hmm. If you have anxiety or you have issues with insomnia, sleeping, um, if you use it and inhale it, the onset of action is very quick. Wow. So if you think of a regular pharmaceutical med, if you take a, a blood pressure med, it may take hours or you take that every day to uh, have it in your system consistently. When you have the inhalable form of medical marijuana, the onset is within seconds. Excellent. So you can get anxiety relief. You do it before bedtime, which would help you sleep very good. Um, if you have arthritis or pain conditions, it helps immediately as opposed to you having to take something else and wait hours for that relief. I can imagine that's been a very significant development in the growth of the industry. Rachel, I want to bring you into the conversation here to talk about herbal teas, organic teas, because they are full of natural antioxidants and Absolutely. vitamins and, and people swear by them. Are there really healing properties, do you think, to to herbal tea or is it I a do. psychological thing or somewhere in the middle? Actually, I would say somewhere in the middle, but I think all of these things kind of work together. Um, I think herb, herbal tea and different herbs and flowers and things that occur naturally that grow, um, it's been well known for hundreds of years, the effects that these types of things can have on your day-to-day -day life, on your, um, you know, if you're trying to heal any like minor ailments or conditions and things like that. And so I would say yes, um, definitely. It's kind of a psychological thing to have that daily tea, like that anchor in your routine mm -hmm. to where it can become something that you look forward to so it can almost help you in a psychosomatic way. But at the same time, um, I very much believe in the power of these things to be able to help you with the different things that you may have going on, whether that's a sore throat, um, whether it's anxiety, whether it's a dry mouth or anything else. Um, I believe that that can all work together. Um, to really bring out some benefits for your wellness. And so your business, Adorn Leaf Tea, it, it's not a brick and mortar. You sell several different varieties and blends mm -hmm. online. Primarily online, but I also um, really try to keep a community aspect of my business at the forefront, which means that I participate in a lot of collective markets here in Baton Rouge and um, in other places across the state now. Yeah. And so mostly online, but definitely um, in person at different markets. And then I'm also thinking about other ways to deliver tea to folks, whether that's bottled, um, pre-brewed, different ways to really help people to get more into tea. Excellent. Okay, well, Randy, let's, since we're talking about different kind of products here, besides the flour, what is legal in medical marijuana in Louisiana right now? What can customers go out and buy or get prescriptions for? That's the great thing is now we have all forms available to us. So not only the flower um, aspect and the buds and the raw crude, we have many edibles, many different types of edibles, some that are geared more for sleeping, some that are geared for people to cope during the day and have more energy, um, some that are geared for anxiety, all kind of different variations. We have all forms from vapes, 
gummies, tinctures still, which is what we originally started with. A lot of the elderly community, they enjoy using the tinctures because they can, it's an oil for the person that does not want to vape or inhale medical marijuana. They would usually turn to a gummy or a tincture device. And actually we even have some concentrated um, forms of it that people use in teas or people will bake with and make their own type of edibles, which is amazing. I can't help but noticing that you've mentioned anxiety and sleeplessness a couple of times. And I think traditionally we were thinking of medical marijuana in terms of, you know, a pain reliever or some to help with like cancer patients. And that Are is. Are we seeing more and more patients and prescriptions, you know, being written for people with like everyday kind of you know, diagnoses, like yes, ma'am. sleeplessness, it's amazing. <laughs> anxiety. I mean, it's, it's funny you caught on to me um, saying that a lot because I will tell you all cancer patients, of course, men, that is our base. I mean, okay. our initial patients in the program were cancer patients. We help so many cancer patients every day. We also help a lot of chronic pain patients to then reduce mm-hmm. their opioids. They maybe don't need to take as many pain pills throughout the day. They can utilize this and substitute it with this. But if you look at our average demographic, if you were to walk into my lobby right now on a Thursday at one o'clock, you would see the average patient. And we have watched this and studied this demographic a lot. The average patient throughout a month that comes to us is a 48-year-old white female. And if you dive in and really see why that patient is coming to us, it's because they want to sleep better at night and not have anxiety. so and those go amazing. hand in hand because if you sleep well at night, then you don't have anxiety. It's amazing to see. We've helped people from all walks of life, but we are seeing a lot more arthritis, arthritis conditions, um, anxiety, and just pain in general is always the go-to. Um, people don't realize it also helps a lot of cancer patients with their other medications mm-hmm. to uh, not have those vomiting or nausea effects yeah. from that. So interesting. Rachel, do you know who your typical patient is? Do you have a patient demographic profile, say? I would say for me, most of my customers are going to be probably about the same, (laughs) mostly women. But of course, I am working on ways to kind of broaden that out to more men to kind of get more into tea. Um, I would say they're kind of looking for those same things. Anxiety and sleep are at those very base levels of everything else you do. And so if you can improve those things, I feel like it just puts you in such a better place to do everything else in your life. And so because chamomile and mint and all these other things are so um, are so easy to come by, um, I feel like these are really easy things to get into your routine and into your wellness practices that already exist for you so that, that can help yeah. you with your base level health and wellness, which can make you better at everything else. So you source your teas, your herbs from... Uh, out of state, out of the country? Where does it come from? Typically out of state. um, I get my herbs organic and dried. And so that just means that when I receive them, they're all separate. So the tea that we're drinking today, it's like a mullein leaf blend with peppermint, lavender. Um, The mullein and and the um, peppermint, all these things come separately. It's up to me to kind of figure out what works well in terms of taste and what I'm looking for as far as benefits. 
Um, typically, I won't really sell a tea that I don't like. And so I am um, definitely working on getting a blend. When I'm thinking about a blend, I'm working on getting it to taste good, thinking about how it can help people and where it'll kind of fit in into their routines. Nice. And then it kind of, it comes from me, it goes to other people, and then they can kind of figure out what they need to do to personalize it. They can sweeten it. You can have them hot, ice, whatever you like. And then from there, you can kind of work it into your own wellness routine in a way that works for you personally. What kind of market is there for herbal teas sold at a, you know, mom and pop level? Sure, um, it's it's there and it's growing. I would say, um, I think herbal tea seems kind of niche. One of the big things for me in my business is accessibility, making people realize that tea can be for everybody. It doesn't have to be a luxury item. It doesn't have to be something that you have to go so far out of your way to get. Um, I would say that um, the market is there and growing. I think the pandemic was something that really put a lot of people in touch with their own wellness routines, made them start thinking about what they can do to just build up their immunity, do things every day to make you feel better. And um, like I said, make you a better person in every other aspect of your life. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like the market is, is growing. It gets bigger all the time. Yeah. Um, people are asking me about different teas um, that I already make, but they're also asking me about other ingredients that they may have read about or heard about and um, seeing how they can maybe get those from me. And so to me, that just seems um, like the market is is getting even bigger. That's wonderful. Randy, back in 2022, uh, one local report that I, I read reported there were like 43,000 patients in Louisiana using medical marijuana. Do you think that number is accurate today or has it grown significantly? Maybe that was a low estimate. The program is growing very much every by week by week. We're about double that now. Wow. Because that's probably about a year old data. It's a little and less than double. And you think it's doubling within a year? Oh, yes. That, Absolutely. Wow. Fantastic. And we expect um, even a bigger uptick here as more of our other locations come on. Because one thing that we did not discuss, the rule was for 10 permanent locations. Also, 10 licenses. 10 right? license State? locations statewide. Right. Okay. And then recently, that law changed that each of the 10 would open up two satellite locations. Wow. And okay. that's to give patient access across the state. So, so that'll give us up to 30, 30. locations. Yes, ma'am. And all 30 of those locations will be online probably within the next year and a half, two years at most. Mm -hmm. um, at least half of those, I feel we're going to be at 20 locations within the next six to eight months. So where is Capital Wellness opening satellite? Yes, ma'am. We're, we're identifying different areas. One area right now, for our, we're moving our corporate location just two doors down. It's um, We've found with the growth in the industry, we outgrew our building quickly. Mm -hmm. For a while, remember, there was very few patients. Right, right. But then as the program has matured, we, we've needed a larger size. So our new location is just two doors down. We're going to go from 20 parking spots to 80 parking spots. And then we have a, a parking lot across the street that gives us access to an additional 40 spots. So we'll have a ample parking. We're also going from just four POSs right now to 16 POSs. So you can see um, it's amazing the growth in the industry, and we yeah. want to be there for, to support that growth. But are you limited like, um, by your license to only serve the capital region geographically? I mean, in other words, where you'll, where, will your satellites have to be in this area? Yes, ma'am. Okay. It will have to stay within the region. Okay. So our next one, um, our first satellite location is going to go in Gonzales. And we've sourced some different locations right now. We're in conversations for exactly where that's going to be. But there's a lot of um, industry growth in Gonzales, and we've looked at 
um, around the hospital right there to keep that medical field and medical community in touch. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Randy Meyer of Capital Wellness Solutions and Rachel Jackson of Adorn Leaf Tea. Rachel, I'm curious, how did, where did your love of tea come from? How did you, uh, besides just enjoying it, but how did you feel like, like you knew enough to go into business actually making it yourself and selling it? So I think um, I've never liked coffee. And so I think I've always been a person who was looking for something to help me get going in the morning that wasn't quite as as jittery. Um, and so I my herbal collection first started very personal. Okay. I'd say around 2016, 2017, I started to collect my own herbs, learn more about them and what they do, um, all the natural properties that they have and the different ways that they can, like I said, be put into a routine. And I started that for myself. Um, but then it kind of grew into me making tea gifts for my friends and family. Um, I think I had a Christmas one year where everyone who got a gift from me got some form of tea <laughs> in one form That's or another. That's a lovely gift. Yeah. I did not it, complain. It, it was quite popular. And then from there, um, I think I just kind of saw a little bit of a space um, to be able to do this a little more often and then broaden out to the people that I was giving tea to. And since then, I would say that um, I really enjoyed all the aspects of this. As I learn more about herbs and different things, I like to share that knowledge. Um, of course, um, I definitely encourage folks to incorporate that into the already uh, medical advice that they get from their practitioners and different things like that. But I really like the idea of everybody knowing like the basic teas that you can reach for if you just kind of have some of those minor ailments that we kind of all have throughout the day. And um, since then, I've continued to learn. Um, as I said, I like to share that knowledge as much as I can. And from there, um, my business and my community has really grown just through tea. It's like a vehicle almost. Is your supplier of, of the, you know, the the herbs, the dried herbs you get from out of state? I mean, are, are they vetted? Um, they are. Have you visited out there, like, to watch their uh, growing process and <laughs> drying process? And Not personally, no. But I do put quite a bit of um, thought and research into where I get my herbs from. Like I said, I only use organic herbs. And of course, that's more of a personal choice of mine, not to say that other teas that aren't organic are any worse. But um, for me, it just, I like to have that assurance that the suppliers that I have um, have sustainability in yep. their focus. I really like to know that they are certified organic in their practices for growing them. And then once I receive them, I can really figure out different ways to put them together and um, get them out to other people. Is it a viable business at this point? I mean, it's full-time. It is um, supporting you? <laughs> I would say part-time. Um, okay. I'm actually still, well, after a stint in a couple of other places, I primarily work in nonprofits, which is oh, why wonderful. my business has a little bit of a community feel to it. Um, and so for me right now, I'm actually still working full-time at the Louisiana Art and Science Museum. Um, eventually, I do think that my business can grow to that point to where it can sustain me 100%. But for now, I think of it as like a really happy hobby right. <laughs> a really happy hobby that i think is like just grown excellent yeah randy i know your business is, is absolutely sustaining you and it's it's to the point now where it's profitable oh absolutely it's yeah fun. and you know i say that but it was a huge investment you know in the beginning we um we started down this road in 2012 before anyone even knew medical mm -hmm. marijuana was coming to louisiana and legislatively advocating for patients and then, like, like we mentioned, it was three or four years where the program was so slow. Patients could not, the barrier to entry was very hard. So we had pharmacists on staff. We had a lot of investment that we had to do into infrastructure. 
but now it's great. You know, it, it was when, when did it really turn around? 21, 22? Or? Towards the middle of 21, and then 22 definitely when um, flour was available. It was that pandemic thing. Your body's like, I need, I need yes. that medical marijuana. Exactly. So, so is it the camel's nose under the tent? I mean, do we see this maybe leading to, you know, legalized recreational marijuana as in some other states? And is that the way that people in your industry are kind of talking? or? I think that will eventually happen, yes. Uh-huh. I think we're several years from that. Um, there's still a lot of barriers there. And being in the South, um, the it's, it's just, I think, four to five years away. Okay. What about the, the regulatory environment? I know initially there was almost like a little... Um, I don't want to say power grab, but there was a little tension between the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and the Louisiana Department of Health and who was going to be in charge. I think that has been resolved. It's all under LDH now and yes, ma'am. out of it, right? Yes, ma'am, completely. And, and that's better. We found that to be a lot better. You know, the, the main barrier there was the testing. They were the only ones that could test the product before the patients receiving it. And they were just not equipped to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to do a great job. I mean, of course, they advocate for the program. They just didn't have the ability to scale with that. And we have now been able to assign other testing labs in the state. There's one, Orion, that has come on and is doing an excellent job in Louisiana. All of the growers are now using them, and they're turning around testing products within weeks. So it's great. A product that now gets approved in a week before could take up to six months. Wow. That's really impressive. Rachel, um, you have a beautiful website that I was looking at. Um, Did you design that yourself? And and do you do more e-orders or is it pop-up venues and farmer's markets? I would say for right now, it's kind of an even mix. Um, I actually did design that myself with a very good photographer that I have. And it's really about letting the product speak for itself. Um, I think these herbs that I use for these teas are gorgeous, really just on their own. They're distinctive. And my goal, as I said, was to really share everything that I've learned um, through that. And so from the success of my website, I have been able to be invited to more small business collectives where I can sell tea in person, Um, whether that's pop-up markets or at like other well-known events. I do white light night and other things in Mm mid-city. And I feel like um, through that, I've been able to really expand my customer base. And like I said, just really grow my community and be able to share the knowledge of tea with more people. Is there a lot of competition locally at least? I know there are plenty of locally, national brands on the market. Um, I would say yes and no. There's a lot of different people who I think, um, well, I won't say a lot. There are a few um, other business owners that I know who kind of are also in the tea space, but they may be in it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so, as I mentioned, there are other tea companies that I know of that do bottled products, or maybe their vibe is a little more luxury high end, or um, other folks who are very much into herbalism as healing. And for my products, even though I do like to talk about the business benefits of the different teas. As I said, I'm really, imp- um, what I think is really important is not telling people that tea is the thing that's going to help you and cure you, but more so you can incorporate this into your routine to improve your lifestyle with the advice of your medical practitioner. Nice. Now, are you licensed, say, when you're processing and packaging, do you have to have a, a license from the FDA or from the Louisiana Department of whoever? regulates food safety and handling here that would be LDH wouldn't it um it depends so for my product as it stands right now it's just a home tea um, that you can take home and make for yourself 
And so it's not currently required for me to have a license from LDH, but I do, you know, on my, in my personal business, I do have a, um, like a serve safe certification and different things like that to be able to sell tea, um, ice that I make. Mm-hmm. And so for right now, um, as I do consider getting more into um, pre-made teas, bottled, brewed, things, things like that, um, that is when I would have to go that route and get more into the regulation of it. Right. So, but good things there in the future. Randy, I keep thinking about the, um, I mean, the widespread acceptance of this, and yet there is still a stigma in some circles. Is there not? I mean, is that fair to say? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, it's amazing. That's our hardest job every day is breaking that stigma because this is so helpful for so many patients. And when you compare it, I mean, I own many pharmacies to your regular pharmaceutical beds. This is night and day matter for patients. And they'll tell you, they come in once they get past that stigma and really open up to this and get knowledgeable on it. Once they try and embrace medical marijuana, they stop many of their pharmaceutical meds, many of them, from the anxiety meds like we talked about to the insomnia meds to pain meds, to anti-nausea meds, many of the pharmaceuticals go away. Is it hard to get a prescription? It's very easy. It's very easy, yes, and it's, it's getting very easier. Easy. Very, it's and not so, I mean, it, it can't get any easier, honestly, because uh-huh. right now, if you were to go to my website, there's a list of physicians that are on there that see patients via a um, platform, telemedicine, and in a 10-minute consult with a doctor, they, you, as long as you have a debilitating condition, and many patients do. Many patients take medications for all of these various illnesses. If they show the physician that they're currently on something, they automatically qualify. But if I, I mean, it seems like that would be a, a, a potential for abuse. Like if I called one of those guys and said, hey, I can't sleep, and I could get a prescription pretty easily. If you show them a history, you have to show that you have been diagnosed by a doctor. Oh, you do? Yeah. So okay. now remember, it could be for anything, right? So if you can't sleep... You've probably taken a, a pharmaceutical medication for that. So if you show them that you have that, then you qualify. Um, if you have arthritis and you show that you've been taking anything for arthritis, you qualify. So it is very easy to qualify, but you must have a condition. Okay. Well, I'm sure you have great plans for growth, and we would love to hear more about it. But unfortunately, we're out of time. Randy Meyer and Rachel Jackson, you both are doing such a great job in our community bringing products to people to let help them live better, healthier lives. So thank you both so much for being here with me today on Out to Lunch and sharing your stories of your businesses with us. Thank you. I look forward to coming back soon. We yeah, will, we so will look forward to hearing about your continued growth. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Rachel Jackson of Adorn Leaf Tea and Randy Meyer of Capital Wellness Solutions. You can find out more about Capital Wellness Solutions and Adorn Leaf Tea by going to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts, and you can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. 
The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.